for real. Wow. Well, <clears throat> this is the Beatles and Scott podcast. Come at you from Aiden's basement with his weird dad. Hang on. Stop touching me, dude. Wait, what? Dude, Aiden's dad, why are you touching me, bro? This is kind of weird. Are you gay or something? Are you kind of gay? Is he gay? <laughs> is Aiden's dad gay? Aiden, is your dad gay? Probably not. Yeah, I'll Wait. take it off my bingo card. <laughs> so, um, dad's your Beatles bingo card. Podcast. Yeah, Beatles Club Podcast to add it back on the dad more to your bingo card. We're knee deep. We're more than knee deep, actually. We got We're one like, episode after this. Um, hold on now. We don't know yet. We might do Idle Wild. Hold on now. But we're knee more than knee deep. Uh, this is episode four of the Outcast season, season six. Uh, last week we talked about Equimini, and this week we're going to be talking about Stanconia, their 2000 uh, album. So to start off, we're going to be talking about the music video for Miss Jackson, which I gave a great demonstration. Yeah, this music video is my favorite of the Outcasts so far. Uh, yeah. I'd probably agree, yeah. It's cool. I really like it. I like the I mean, dogs I think and the cats. It's really well shot. I thought it was really well shot. Yeah, it's Especially true. the one on the on the car, where it was like focused on the front piece, and then there's Big Boy in the back. That was such a good shot. And then the piano in the back. It was just like kind of a fun vibe. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, they were like trying to fix the house, right? Yeah. You know what they are doing? They were trying to like, yeah. re- like refix. Yeah, because yeah, of the storm, they were trying to, like, bro. fix the house and just everything was going wrong. But then they see the ray of sunshine at the end. It's just like a goofy music video. Like, Big Boy gets in, like, the yellow, like, raincoat and goes on top of the fucking thing. Yeah, it's just, it's a just fun, the it's animals. Just, it's just a fun vibe. It's a fun music video. It's cool. Feels the least dated out of the other ones. Yeah. Probably because there's, like, no effects in it. I mean, the car looked pretty bad. Like, yeah, the explosion, looked that looked bad. <laughs> no, that just looked kind of awesome. But, yeah, the music video is cool. Like... It was just like this fun thing. Didn't take itself too seriously. Fits yeah. well. But yeah. let's, let's get this. Let's, let's just get right so, into this. You said it's uh, almost 2000. Knee right? deep into the album. We're knee deep in. Was it 2000 or 2001? Yes, it was oh. 2000. October 31st. Halloween release. Oh, I didn't even know that. So, we got, of course. Creation. So last week we obviously talked about Quem and I. So Quem and I released, of course. And of course. the biggest thing that happens is, well, obviously it was critically acclaimed, and they ended up buying a studio, their own like private studio, which would be titled um, the Stanconia Stanconia Studios. And essentially, this name stemmed from. Big Boy, or not Big Boy, sorry, what am I saying? Um, it came from Andre, which he kind of said, um, where did we find where I have it written down, or like where it is. Yeah, so, stank is, means like, funky, that's like the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's how yeah. funky though. And Plutonia is this, like, poster that Andre had in his, like, room of, like, a futuristic city. 
So you kind of put them together, Stanconia, and oh, that's kind okay. of how he came up with that name of, first off, the studio and the, um, just the album itself. So it they started recording, and the biggest thing that kind of happened with the fact that they owned the studio is they could easily just kind of keep, they can kind of do whatever they want with the music. Like they didn't have to like, they weren't, put on constraints and this also started the kind of major separation of big boy and andre in terms of like music creation and like their idea for making music which would be heavily shown in speaker box and love below being two separate projects is because well so big boy spent a lot of time recording in the studio and Andre spent a lot of time at his house creating beats and doing stuff with guitar. And that's kind of how Miss Jackson was kind of created. Was through one of these sessions where he was playing the guitar. And one thing he also did was he wrote the song lyrics of all over his, the walls of his house. Because he was going to paint his house. So he just decided to write them all on the walls. And so these studio sessions and stuff they also kind of came with difficulties because andre kind of started to lose sight of rapping like he didn't want to really do that yeah and kind of focus more on a melodic sound which is kind of shown here on the project at times especially on like miss jackson and stuff is very much so that he's kind of separating himself from that kind of style of music and like just rapping and so they kind of yeah they shifted their sound also as well and no longer doing the same thing they did last time a much more experimental sound and one thing that's also kind of never mind that's not really a difference but yeah that's kind of what happened and then we got stanconia so I've I've listened to this album before, right? And the other time I heard, it, I thought it was great. Like this is a great album, but this time, bro, I think this is a masterpiece. This is their peak of what we've heard so far. It's so like my favorite thing about this album is how diverse it is. Every every fucking corner you turn, there's a new idea, a new experiment. This album, this production is very experimental. It brings all these ideas together, and I love the album cover showing the the American flag, right? It's like an American symbol, right? But it's turned black and white, so it's kind of like defying an American tradition, like an American symbol. And that's what this album is like, questioning daily American values and flipping them on their head and questioning everything in people's daily lives and also celebrating love. This album's a lot about love and yeah. stuff, and I just love yeah. this album. I fucking love this. Aiden, did you like this album? It's the best one. Yes! I love this album. What'd you like about it, Aiden? Um, well, for I'm gonna start off by saying I think uh, I think this is Andre's best album. Um, yep. I think he really shined in this. Uh, um, yeah. and that's what uh, like yeah, like that you were saying, Gordon was saying like Andre was kind of like you can tell in this how he's like kind of starting to like develop himself as a like separate from what they've been doing before kind of definitely changed himself and that's definitely evident um the the choruses on this were also really good and i think yeah. they like 
they they really like transition through them really well. Um, Did you like Big Boy on the album too? Yeah, he was good. He was so good. Sounds he's Andre though. Because Andre like evolved. Big Boy, I think like I think this is his best flow. And I yeah. think Andre because uh, Big Boy doesn't really change that much. Like Andre kind of evolves more. Yeah. And they kind of he kind of just keeps going away and away, and doing more of these experimental stuff. And also, I gotta say, this is a very horny album. Yeah. There's a song about there. There's a line about the condom and like putting it on with her like pussy muscles. There's. Oh yeah, I said her pussy muscles are trying to tear it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the, the writing on this album too. This album is very also consistent. Like I yeah. don't think there's yeah. like lulls points. Yeah. This album hits, paced very well. The skits are good. I really like the skits the on skits this thing. Chill, I really yeah. like. They're really chill. I really like. Yeah, my favorite one is probably uh fucking da, 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 what the fuck is it called? Him and Cookie. That one. That the conversation between the two girls. I like that one. Oh, yeah. Because then that led into. Is that all called before I come? Yeah. Yeah. Call before I come, bro. Banger comes right after it with this awesome song, and then goes into Bombs Over Bang Dad, bro. Don't get me started. On Bombs Over Bang Dad, the album is just like this fucking explosion of ideas and creativity. Yeah. That just comes through. Like it never feels stale. This is the, also their easily their best production. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. The production is so good on the guitar is good. There's like a little guitar on this album. Especially the variation. The the fucking my my favorite produced track, I might say. The production on Toilet Tisha is insane. I love the production on Toilet Tisha. It comes in with a It's so good. And then the last track, awesome finale. With Stan. Eh. I'm gonna disagree. I don't I'm not I'm not a huge I'm not a huge Big, I, I think love that's, the ending. That's my least favorite track, honestly. Yeah, I was gonna say that was probably really? my biggest problem. My, just like it just felt really like I don't know. It's just my least know. favorite. If I had to say least favorite, I wouldn't say that's my least favorite track. It's just I didn't think it. I don't know. I just didn't think it was a good ending. It didn't leave. Oh, my least favorite track's "Humble Mumble." That's my least favorite. Disrespectful, bro. It's really? still great, but I think that it's a little long. I don't know. I feel like I don't know. So fresh, so clean wasn't. I don't know. What? Bro, what? Why? Oh my god! That's, that's probably bro. the. That's my favorite chorus. What? No. Yeah. I love that chorus. Ain't nobody dope as me. That's also a classic. That is a classic hip hop song, bro. I love that song. And also, that's Big Boy's best verse is on that song. Yeah. That, that song is a fucking that and Miss Jackson back to back is like fucking it's incomprehensible that they can do this shit. My god, bro, it's all bro. You guys want to have sex with this album? Not really. Um, no, okay. Um, be a good one. I know you're horny right now for some reason, but maybe I told you it's a horny album. album. Maybe it got me in the mood, bro. Alright, we'll mute your mics and you can masturbate all you want. Hang on, okay. Um only thing Zad starts talking into the mic, then I'll <laughs> <sighs> But I will say also another standout writing wise is red velvet. 
I love Red Velvet, where it's like, like they'll turn your pound cake to Red Velvet. It's kind of talking about how like fame and risk can lead to violence and jealousy and shit. It's just they tackle so many themes. Mm-hmm. This album can you be dissect the fuck out of this album because there's there's so many ideas and so many themes like laid out across their writing that it's like it takes it's it's a lot to take in and i think it's really just depicting american life and what it means to be certain individuals in america and the struggles that come with it and the opposite of what people display america as and it's just genius yeah <sighs> bro prenup was a good interlude too that was right before the ending yeah had the instrumental he's like sign this prenup what did you um let's just actually let's do our top fives make sure it's good and number five i have um toilet tisha number four i have red velvet number three i have so fresh so clean number two i have miss jackson and number one i have bob bombs over baghdad what's your top five Aiden? okay uh so humble mumble five Dang. uh gasoline dreams Oh yeah, that's, Dang, that's surprising. I was surprised. That'd be my number six. I'm surprised. I, I don't know, man. This I don't know. It grabbed after the. No, intro, I'm just. Like... I'm just surprised mostly because I I wouldn't expect you to particularly like, like that one. What's your three? Yeah. Uh, Spaghetti Junction. Oh, that one's good. Uh, two Miss Jackson, and then one, Bob. Ah, ah, music, electric revival. That one's so good. Power music. Oh, that's, that, one's, that chorus great. is so good. Bob's the way it just like gets into it too. It's just like the flow. Great. Yeah. Apparently, though, Andre said the chorus means nothing. He said it like oh. literally just means nothing. Nine Eleven didn't happen yet, so that's why there's no bombs or Baghdad. Yeah, he he like someone um, asked him because everyone was trying to depict it. They're like, what does bombs or Baghdad mean? He said, oh, it means jack shit. I made it up. I'm, like it doesn't mean anything. I love Which that. Is, I love that kind of stuff. That's like my favorite thing what, in music yeah. to happen is like people dissecting analyze something. Yeah, overanalyzing stuff, and then they're like, the and it doesn't is, mean shit. Yeah, the artist is like, yeah, and you know. <laughs> What's your top five, Corbin? Okay, we got five. We got Miss Jackson. Okay. Snapping right. and trapping. Oh, that's so yes. Uh, bombs over Baghdad. Mm-hmm. So fresh, so clean. And yeah. my number one, we love these hoes. Yes! That the, is so good. It's the ultimate banger, I, bro. The, that chorus? Is, yeah, incredible. From the weave to the fake ass to the fake nails down to the toes. Ha 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 ha. We love these hoes. Yeah, Telling you. the verses are great on it. And one thing also, we didn't talk about in Snapping and Trapping... This killer mic on it is incredible. Insane. That was my number six or seven. I love snapping to trapping. And like the back and forth he does with Big Boy in the final verse is so good. It's just this great. Killer Mike is on like a lot of their albums. Killer Mike's just underrated, bro. Yeah. And I'll say the features. The features on this album are the best features on their albums. I love this. Great features on this album. Especially. Let me make sure I get this one right. I really like the gangsta shit ones. Those features were great. That whole part is just so good. The the also the of the the humble mumble one was really good. The guest verse. And the I'll call before I come one was really good. 
Because I'll come before I come. This is uh, this also seems like a very re-listenable album. Well, it's mostly because there's so many ideas within it. It's yeah. not like if you re-listen to it, it'd be like really diverse. So it's not like it's gonna be the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's why I just oh, just, oh man. Got anything yeah. more to add, Aiden or Corbin? Huh? Mm, not much, no. Mm, it's just so good. You already know I'm giving this a ten. What are you gonna give it, Corbin? 9.5 out of 10. Their best work so far. They just keep going up every album. Yeah. Better what about better. you, Aiden? Uh, 8 out of 10. Cool. But now, you gotta talk about creation, boy. Aiden. Huh? Not creation, not creation. Meaning. Meaning, sorry. Meaning. Um, well, I mean, Mark did touch on a bit of it. Um, uh, and that's uh, that part of the reason I, I don't know. I liked the intro, or not the intro, the the uh, gasoline, uh, gasoline dream, uh, yeah. dreams, because like that's like kind of encapsulates a lot about what it is. It's like yeah, kind of introduces the theme of like questioning like mm-hmm. American values. How like it it basically show like relates gasoline to like what American values are, um, like. Yeah. Yeah, and says like, oh, like this isn't good for us. This isn't good for the environment. But yet we still yeah. like American pie. Like it, like he's, yeah, and it's like American pie. It's so singing like the I'm telling you why. So good. Another one taking like an American icon, kind of American pie, yeah, and just like turning it into this fucking oh, so good like apple pie, turning it into this fucking like switch of taking pie. Everything in this out, bro. I'm telling you, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I guess it had like two, like you were saying, it had basically the two major, if you want to go like simplistic, uh, themes were, I guess, obviously like the questioning the American, like, uh, ideals. And also it's just kind of like a love album, I guess, a part of it. Yeah. With the Um, question mark, that song is him. Basically, it's all questions of him asking what makes a person want to do this? What makes a person want to do that? And it's just questioning what can drive somebody to make certain decisions and how it's all yeah. rooted in the system. Oh. Oh. Should have done the meeting, bro. Yeah, I mean, you basically did my job for me, so. Let me, let me do critical now. So this is, so far in their discography, their most, I'd actually, probably their whole career is their most critically acclaimed, probably, probably. This is, I think most people consider this their best album. On Metacritic has a 95 out of 100. On all music, it has they gave it a 10. Alternative Press gave it a 5 out of 5. Entertainment Weekly gave it an A. The Guardian gave it a 10 out of 10. Los Angeles Times gave it a 5 out of 5. NME gave it a 9 out of 10. Pitchfork, 9.5. Rolling Stone, 4 out of 5. USA Today, 4 out of 4. Village Voice, A. Critical acclaim everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. So next week we got oh not in two weeks, right? A few yeah. weeks. It's actually more like three weeks. Yeah, it's three, weeks. Like three weeks. We'll have the well you have plenty of time to listen to it then. Because it's two and a almost two and a half hours almost. Yep. Yeah. But it's also two below. different projects, so we'll kind of do some separation. We'll say it's the last album. I don't think we should listen to it a while, bro. We'll it's see. Listen, it's technically a soundtrack. I'll listen to a little bit of it. I'll give it. I've heard it's pretty bad. Mm, from where? Who who told you that? It's also long too. Okay. So if it's like, but speaker, because I feel like also speaker box level would be a, like a big finale. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
We don't but, need another Beatles situation where we forget Yellow Submarine, bro. That's different. <laughs> so, speaker box love below. It's going to be a yeah. big discussion. Yeah. And we're excited to talk about both of those projects. Now we can talk about our weeks. What, Aiden? You, Aiden? What have you been doing this week, huh? Um, mainly, uh, Hunger Games, man. Um, what do you mean? Like reading it? No, watching the movies. Oh, you watched all of them? No, uh, one more left. I'm just watching with oh. my sisters. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we actually watched the uh. First part of the third one tonight. Um, oh, there's two parts. Yeah, yeah they. Honestly, it's the ultimate dystopian thing. I'm, I'm a like, I think the third book is kind of bad, but so far they've, uh, I think they've done it a lot better in movie form. So. Yeah, I've never actually. I read the first book and I like hated it. The first book. Oh, really, dude? The first book is so good. I, I like the first book. I couldn't finish the second book. The book, second book, second like was. Eh. I think I it's lame because they. What ends up happening is they, instead of it being an interesting thing where they're like killing people, it's more like, oh now they're, um, what's it called? Uh, now it's like a romance kind of thing. Like it's kind of like this. What? And I was like, I don't well, care. Is it a triangle? No, but that's because the romance is like an integral part of like the. Uh, yeah, but I also like, don't care about it. It was like it's not good. Or interesting. Is it a triangle? It's done pretty well. If it's a triangle, it's gonna be the uh, the dystopian thing. Well, yeah, it is a triangle. It is a triangle. Oh, it's great. That's great. Yeah. So it's generic and lame and boring. (laughs) Well, the second one definitely is like I don't know. I I disagree. I think the second one definitely takes it a direction that was not expected. I think. What's the second one called? Mockingbird. Catching fire. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. It's the red one. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't help me. The book, I think he's in. Yeah, the book is oh. red. The red one. Oh. Is that? Did you do anything else? I can... Uh, no. I've been a bit busy, but yeah. Uh, Corbin, you go. Freaking! I finished the Scream collection of films. Oh, I'm yeah. done. I'm done with them, and I'm sad. But I'm excited because then I'll be able to watch Scream Six when that comes out in theaters, which will be exciting. But no, I watched confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed. Yeah, it's they're confirmed. like they're like filming at this. Summer. Yeah, it's like they're like they're going right away into it, which I'm excited. Dang. But they finally made Dang, one that's um not as good as the first one, but it's still the best they've done. And the directors who did it, I think they just understood what makes a good movie. In terms of the Scream franchise, and like, or like one that it like that truly just stays to its roots and like what it tries to do. I love the final act of the movie, very similar to Scream 1. The final act is really good, and a lot of the new characters, like, because there's it's something weird where they kind of introduce new characters because I think they're gonna like phase out the old ones with this next movie, probably. But, so they introduce, like, there's, like, I'm going to say three main characters, new main characters they introduce that I think are pretty good in this movie. Then I'm like, okay, I'm actually, I enjoy them. And the side characters are pretty bad. 
Like, I'm like, I don't like these characters. They're not particularly interesting. But I still... Uh, the kills are cool because... It takes what they kind of did with Scream 4, where it's a lot more bloody and stuff, because that's, like, what horror movies are like. It's just now, like, modern-wise, they're a lot more just over the top with blood and stuff, and that's kind of what they did here. But not yeah. as much. They didn't take it as far... Like, because they kind of did that with 4 where they wanted it to be kind of like, oh, it's like Saw, so it's really gory. Because there's mm -hmm. like scene, But here they just took it. They, they didn't take it that route. They still made it a bit more than like the original trilogy of films. But it still works really well. Yeah. And yeah, I like that final act. And yeah, the, I like the meta commentary on this one being the fact that it is this sequel but re reboot kind of thing and i'm like yeah that totally makes sense for what they would try to parody because that's kind of what every single and it's like funny because like someone wrote a review saying that they're like late to like the party like the idea of it like they're like it's like the first time they like are not like they're too late to like the parody or like the meta side of things for that even though they literally yeah. released a texas chainsaw massacre reboot remake thing that yeah. literally, like literally like um, like three weeks ago so literally it's like still like happening like they're still doing it terrible. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be terrible but it's but it's kind of like this thing where it's like <laughs> it's still exists it's still happening like it's not like it's stopping but yeah it was a lot of fun and i wish i didn't spend six dollars on it because it literally came to paramount plus like two days later and i got it like two days later so Based. Um, in terms of move, actually, I'll talk about uh, TV. I finished Peacemaker, and Peacemaker is really good. It's the best thing I've seen all year. Um, it truly goes to show how much, or how much Marvel needs to really work on like their current, what they're currently doing, because Jesus Christ, yeah. like the fact that we got the Suicide Squad, and then we got peacemaker which simply just instead of it being like oh here marvel here's a marvel show about these characters this truly feels like something that makes sense to exist like it needed to exist it like actually builds the world and it doesn't yeah. it's relatively small scale and like it's just a f good fun time and it's just like action-packed it's funny and like just the entire cast is really good especially john cena he his role is no isn't just like oh he's funny like he actually like has a, a good amount of range in the in the show and he really shows yeah. like his good perf like he's a good performer besides mm. like he was good in the suicide squad but like this shows that like he's able to do much more than what a lot of people will think he can only do um in terms of music uh man on the moon I already listened to man on the moon 2 by kid cuddy and it was really good. Uh, I listened to the first album of JPEG Mafia again. That was good. Uh, and then I listened to the uh, Little Dirk, a uh, Little Dirk album today. I'm not really gonna go really far in depth into it because I wrote a review and stuff about it. So, but I also started watching Peep Show. I watched the first episode of that, and that's gonna be hopefully pretty good as I watch more of it because it's a really good concept of a show where. It's a comedy that's literally shot like a POV video. 
and it, like it switches perspective between people and it's just funny like it's surprisingly funny for because i never thought i was like that into british humor but the british hu the humor works really well in the show one of my favorite jokes is like he's like yeah we're about to have a great night and he just like he's like yeah we got dune on dvd like the like david lynch one he's like we got these cookies and then we got like a sarah lee like chocolate cake and like it's like the most like this is like the lamest thing ever like seriously like about to watch like dune on dvd not the new one obviously because this is like 2003 but the fact that it's literally like the old dune and they're literally just about to eat like a like a store-bought chocolate cake it's pretty funny to me there's yeah. these jokes about there's like kids that live by the main guy's like house and they just like yell at him and call him a pedo that's pretty fun yeah, that's kind of it. And I've been playing Elden Ring. That's just great in general, so. Yeah. Me? Uh, I've been playing Hollow Knight a lot this week. I started playing again. Probably put like 10 hours into it this week. Great game. One of my favorite games, probably. I love the... Fuck it. I just love Metroidvania type shit with getting a new perk and then being able to use it and it's probably the most beautiful game i've ever played in terms of visuals soundtrack's incredible one of the best soundtracks then i watched oh brother where art thou today this cohen brothers movie um it was okay well i when i think about it more afterwards i like it more but it just has messy execution with its plot structure and some narrative yeah. decisions but uh george clooney was great was it and... even about I mean, cause I, I know what it is, but I haven't like, like these convicts escape prison and like the great depression and they're looking for a treasure. Wow. And it's based upon Homer's odyssey, but it's like this thing where like the second act of the movie is just like a bunch of random events happening that link together. So it's not really like a linear plot structure, but it fixes itself near the end and i'll probably like it again later when i rewatch it but the, the ending is really great but i'm planning on watching more movies now probably i want to watch like three or four movies a week nice. i could probably do so i'll probably i might watch because i bought like the letterbox pro thing so it shows me uh, you can link your favorite streaming services and then stuff on your watch list it'll note it'll notify you on your phone saying this movie is now on your streaming service that you use that's on your watch list which is cool so I might watch Eat Too Mama Tambien tomorrow, or I might watch Four Months, Two Weeks, and Three Days or whatever, which is like about the couple trying to get the uh, black market abortion, which seems cool. Um, but yeah, that's all I did. But, no. So, nice. Next week, discussing Speaker Box, Love, uh, Three Weeks, whatever, you know. Speaker Box, Love Below. Have a yeah. good day, everybody. No.